Welcome to Sips with Shay. I am your host, Shay, and I am here to awaken your mind to thinking for itself. Listen, I'm on a journey to heal and become my most authentic self, and I want you to come along with me. Why? Because it gets lonely in these spiritual streets, trying to understand when to cry, when to be vulnerable, when to express. Ain't nobody got time for that. But what we do have time for is some good healing tea. So let's tune into the episode and let's heal together. Ashe, Ashe, how are you doing? How are you feeling? Listen, first and foremost, if you have been getting through this retrograde, okay, if you have not had to smack someone, yell, cry, isolate yourself, good for you. (laughs) Good for you. Can we get that out the way? This Mercury retrograde has literally, so let me back up. It started, if I'm correct, I think it was, what, September 9th? And it was intense. I know for me, that whole day was weird. It was very, very strange. And I was just like, what in the world is going on? Communications were down. Everybody was outside. Um, I went to the gym and I go to Planet Fitness. And if you go to Planet Fitness, then you know that they always play music. Yeah, the radio wasn't working. The radio, I was like, what? The computer wasn't working. Like, I couldn't get the app to work. I was just like, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I felt this tug. I was just like, you know what? We're not going to do it. We're not going to do it. And I did not know it was uh, Mercury retrograde until I literally had to look up, like, what's going on today that I missed? That's when the universe was like, hey, Shay, hey, hey. Come over here. It's Mercury retrograde. Sit your tail down. And I was like, okay, (laughs) my bad. (laughs) But if you have been enjoying it, because see, people are afraid of Mercury retrograde, but there's really nothing to be afraid of. You know what I mean? And, And what I mean by that is if you have created peace within yourself, if you can acknowledge your tug of war within yourself, if you have isolated yourself, if you have asked yourself questions and and done the shadow work, the grunt work, it's really not going to affect you like other people. You know, like some people um, were trying to get back with their exes. Some people were still rustling and tussling with uh, the reality of certain situations. But if you were in alignment with certain things, I don't need, I'm not going to say everything because I don't want to make you feel pressured. But if you were in alignment with the things that you know were uh, of a hindrance and you became peaceful in it, um, maybe this retrograde wasn't as heavy for you. The first day was it hit me hard in the sense of feeling tugged. You know, it wasn't so much people coming back in my life and all of that. It was more so just feeling like off balance, you know. Um, And then I found out if I'm correct, please correct me if I'm wrong. It was uh, in Libra. So it was like it was an imbalance. You know, it was it was a lot going on, but it wasn't anything that was like the past. Actually, for me, um, and this is not what the episode is about, but, you know, we just let's just have some talk. I haven't talked to you. I missed you. Um, actually this retrograde, I actually got a different type of healing. Yeah. Your girl, excuse me. She got a different type of healing. Now, 
I don't believe in closure, but I do believe in acknowledging things and then letting them go however you need to acknowledge them. Um, and for me, I, I have had and I sometimes still do have a pattern of looking backwards and seeing like, did I really close that door? Or maybe I didn't really close that door. Maybe I have I kept it cracked. And this retrograde helped me close the doors. It helped me realize I'm not stuck or stagnant not broken or lost. I am just reliving certain situations because I have rested in that for so long that I have been picking at the scar tissue or the scabs of my healing. And you know what happens when a scab you know, is picked, it starts to bleed again. And it's like you go through the pain again. And it's like, but you already got through this. You get what I'm saying? So spirit allowed me to realize like, Shay, we already went through that. We're good. You, you've learned your lesson. Good, good job. It took you a minute, but you learned. And that was so freeing because now there is nobody lingering around me. You know what I mean? There's nobody uh, hindering my, my thinking and my growth, or at least I am no longer giving my power away to someone. Let me take accountability real quick. I am no longer giving that power away. So I hope that this virtual grade was um, empowering for you like it was for me. I hope that you took it, you analyzed it, you received it, and it really helped you. If I am correct, retrograde either is over or it's about to be over. Um, I think it's over on October 3rd, so there may still be some things coming out for some of y'all. I don't know, but what I do know is with any and every Mercury retrograde, the goal is to harness that energy, see and hear and feel and experience what it is showing you and do something productive with it. Okay, now that our chat is out the way, how you doing? <laughs> what you wearing? What your hair look like? What you smell like? What you cooking? Did you eat? <laughs> Listen, listen, can we talk about something? Can we talk about something? Can we talk about sex, baby? Can we talk about you and me? Listen, listen, your girl has taken a hiatus. Oh, I did. I had to. I had to take a moment to harness my sexual energy and really use it in a way where it's not just for orgasms or climaxing, but it's for magic. Now, let me pull back a little. If you don't know this, let your girl educate you for 2.3 seconds. Okay, just 2.3, not even three, just 2.3. Your sexual energy resides in the same place where your creative energy resides. So usually when you're feeling sexual, if you're really in tune, you will notice that you also feel extremely creative. You will notice that your ideas are flourishing. All these thoughts that you had in the past kind of come back. You feel like painting, dancing, writing, whatever it is that you do that is in an artistic way, you want to do that. A lot of people take their sexual energy and automatically think, I need to have sex. They think, I need to give this energy away to someone else who probably is not even deserving because I need to get this energy, what do they say? Off. They have to get it off. You ever had somebody want to have sex with you and like, oh, I just got to get this off. 
I just, I gotta get it off. Like it's heavy or something. The reality is that sexual energy is so powerful that you can literally create the life that you choose. If you harness it long enough, focus and use it wisely. We live in an environment, a, in a, uh, um, we live in a state, we live in an, uh, a state of consciousness or, or however you want to say it, where everybody is rushing, right? Everybody wants to get something quote unquote off or on, right? We live in a very hyper, hyper sexual country. And what that does is it makes you believe that you have to have sex every time you feel sexual. It makes you believe that you have to experience or release this sexual energy because what else are you supposed to do with it? We don't live in a world where they say, hey, you are feeling this but you don't have to partake in this. You are feeling this, but hey, let's do something different with this. Let's try something different with this. Let's experience something different with this. What do they say? If you're feeling sexual, release it in a sexual way. If you're feeling aroused, then obviously you are horny. You want to give that energy to someone. And you know what I've come to the conclusion? They know what you don't know. They know that that sexual energy is so powerful. It's so grand. It's so magical. It is like the ultimate manifester, right? That they know like, yo, if, if people really held on to this, if they really stopped being promiscuous, oh, they could do some damage. No, 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 no. Make porn, you know, easierly accessible. Um, let's come out with a deeper, more, more uh, climatic uh, sex toys. Put more sex scenes out. Let's put more uh, sexual energy out in the music and, and in the videos. We need these people to use their sexual energy in this way versus harnessing their sexual energy to create and manifest the things that they truly desire. Do you get what I'm saying? And when you don't use your sexual energy the way that it should be used, you kind of feel depleted. You might even feel uh, regretful or even shame. Now let's pull back. Sex is a beautiful thing. I'm not telling you to withhold your, your, your sexual uh, experiences with people because you just feel like, oh, well, you know what? I'm going to be on manifestation all day, every day. I'm not, I'm not having sex with nobody. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. What I am saying is be mindful. Be aware of how powerful that is. I decided to not have sex until I have reached certain points in my life um, that makes me feel like, okay, I, I can enjoy this right now. Or I've said to myself, I want to next, next time I, when I am choosing to have sex with someone, I said that I need this person to be on a different level than what I've experienced. See, let me, let me say this real quick. And I feel like this is for so many people who think like me. I used to believe 
that a person, and I'm saying person because my listeners may be women and men. Um, so I don't want to say for, for me, it's a man, but for you, it may be a woman, a woman who knows. So what I would say is my experiences, I used to believe that a person who had good conversation, right? Who took me out to eat was entitled to my body. Can we just sit on that for a second? I used to believe there was a level of entitlement. Like I had to. I used to believe that walking in a room with my mind was not enough. That my body had to speak louder. That what was between my legs had to get everybody's attention. I used to believe that the most powerful thing on me, or or let me say it like this, the most powerful thing I could give to a man was sex. Like my brain wasn't important. Um, my thinking process wasn't important. My intellect, none of that was important except for I have a vagina and it works. That's all I could offer you. And I realized as I started doing my work within myself and with myself, with the help and guidance of spirit, that that mindset came from a traumatic place. It came from a place of not having a strong sense of self and a strong sense of self value and a strong sense of self worth. When you believe that the only thing you can offer someone is what's between your legs and that's it, like that's it, there's work that needs to be done. There is a conversation that needs to be had. There is a mind shift that needs to take place. I heard a man say to me, sex is not the the reward. That's not the prize. And I was like, what do you mean sex is not the prize? Because like I said, I thought that it was. The way that guys would come to me, it was just raining dicks. It was just raining. Like I would trip over them. It hit me on my head once. It was just everywhere, everywhere. So I was like, but sex must be the prize. And I remember speaking to an older gentleman and he said, no, sex isn't the prize. And I'm like, yo, I heard this again. But this time I decided to ask, why isn't sex the prize? And y'all. This is for my women. I want you to hear this part. This man said, sex is not the prize because you can get that from anyone. But can you get time, good conversation, laughter, empathy, sympathy, care, nurturing, understanding? You can't get that everywhere. Good conversation. Somebody with good communicative Uh, communication skills. You cannot get that everywhere. You can't. And I did not realize until I realized that, wow, I have those qualities. Like, I enjoy listening to people. I enjoy conversing or conversating, whatever. (laughs) I enjoy laughter. I am laughter. I am an intellectual person. I I get excited when I talk about things that I love and I like and I enjoy. And I was like, whoa, talk about selling myself short for all these years. 
And it, it was a somber moment because I also had to forgive myself and I had to apologize to my womb because I had not respected her or used her wisely in the way that I should have. And therefore, I deserved to be treated differently from that point on. Because what I've learned is when you know better, you don't necessarily do better, but you can choose to do better. Everything is a choice. Some people don't mind having sex with all these different people. I'm not going to judge you. But how full do you feel is a question I would ask. I used to tell myself, um, I don't want to look used up. You ever look at somebody and they have like this dark cloak over their face or over their skin. It just, they look dusty. They look like ash, not ashy, but ash. Like they've been in a chimney and like the residue of the smoke hit them on their face and they just can't wash it off. When I see people like that, I immediately start to think they've either had a rough life or they have given so much of their energy into something that was not fulfilling or feeding them in the light frequency that now they just look drained. And tired. I have now labeled it sexual integrity. And the way that I define sexual integrity is you choose wisely who you allow in your sacred space. This goes for men and women. And whomever you choose to allow in your sacred space, they must provide some form of care. They have to. You cannot just fuck me. You cannot beat me up. You cannot rearrange my guts. You cannot destroy me. You cannot pound me. Pause. What? All we do, hit play. We're not doing that. You will enjoy. You will delight in it you will love on it you will savor in it you will embrace in it you will appreciate it but I'm not something that you can just pound (laughs) you ever see somebody pound something I was making pizza and I had to pound the dough there was nothing sexual about that it was nothing intimate there was nothing beautiful it was I had a job to do and I was just pounding. I am not a job (laughs) for you to do. I am an experience for you to have. And we are to experience this experience together in care. Now, let's be real. Some of us like a little bit of rough sex. Ain't nothing wrong with that. But what you're not going to do is bust my guts. First off, what is that? You should not be in my stomach. Now I got stomach problems because you got an abnormal dick. What are you doing? I'm not that girl who needs a whole baby's arm inside of me. Where are you going with that? You need to sit down. I don't need all that. 
But I'm aware of my body. This guy I know, he calls it having dick etiquette. If you know that you be having sex with mandingos, stick with mandingos. If you know you have sex with average dudes, stick with average dudes. If you know that you like small dudes, I don't know who would. But if you like small dudes, stick with small dudes. It's called dick etiquette because if you've been having sex with a mandingo, some men feel, I don't know if this is true. Because I haven't experienced this. Some men feel that if you have sex with a mandingo consistently and then you go to an average guy without taking a certain amount of time, your vagina walls will not contract and go back to the tightness that it used to be before. Now, in my experience, um, when I did have sex with guys who were of bigger size, I did not enjoy it. I did not enjoy it myself. I felt like I was really uh, making her very uncomfortable. But I'm in tune with my body, so I tighten her right back up with no problem. But some women don't do that. Some women just go and go and go without doing any, uh, um, you know, muscle workout with her. And now it's kind of like, all right, you got to if you're not going to work out, then give her a little bit of time to snap back on her own. You know what I mean? And, you know, I feel like a lot of men are ignorant to the vagina, but we'll probably have to talk about that on a different episode. But what I want to let it be known was when I decided to really be selfish with my sexual energy, when I decided to really take my time with my sexual energy, that's when I realized that I was actually attracting more guys. Than I wanted. And I had to let them all go. I did. Because I realized like, oh, so y'all can see that on me, can't y'all? Y'all can smell that on me, can't y'all? Can't have it though. Can't have it because I'm using it. See, what I had to come to the realization is when I give you my sexual energy, I am boosting you up. When you give me your sexual energy, you are boosting me up. When we come together and agree that we both want to satisfy each other, then we boost each other up. I have had sex with people and I felt so tired after. I was like, damn, I can't even do what I said I was going to do. And then I've had sex with people and I was energized. I was like, let's go. Woohoo. And then I've had sex with people where we both were tired and then we both were energized. And I realized that Well, if I hold this energy, what could I really do with it? How would I really feel? How far could I really go? See, men do something called semen retention, where they will make sure their partner climaxes, but they will hold their sperm so they don't release. And what that does is that gives them a boost. I knew sex was powerful beyond doing sexual sexual magic. I knew sex was powerful when, um, I don't want to get them wrong. It was either Mayweather or, um, what's the other boxer's name? Wow, I can't even get his name, yeah. But um, I think it was Mayweather was like, he, he chose not to have sex. Oh, Mike Tyson. Thank you. I heard somebody say it. Um, 
when Mike, it was either Mike Tyson or May, uh, Floyd Mayweather, or maybe it's all the boxers. I don't know, but one of them said it that they they didn't they chose not to have sex because they wanted to use all of their testosterone. They wanted to be a beast, ready for whatever in that ring. And I was like, what? That can happen if you don't have sex. It it. It makes you more primal? Wait, like what? And then I started hearing women say, like, I manifested my house, the man of my dreams, money. I was like, hold up, pause on all cars. Put the brakes on them. You manifested a house <laughs> with your vagina? Stop. No way. And then I started to do it. I started to flow into her. I started to listen to her. And I started to hear information from the ancestors on how to take better care of my body. Now, ask me if I'm actually taking better care. Yes, I am. But in certain situations, I still need to take better, better care. But the, the overall thing was I noticed a difference. I noticed a different appreciation I had for her. I noticed how many, how, how many guys wanted what was between my legs but a lot of them were not deserving see when you're in such a lustful state 24 7 you you don't you're not really able to discern who's deserving and who's not and deserving can look any type of way you choose to make deserving look for you my levels are a little different than yours right and yours may be a little different than mine and that's fine but as long as they are deserving in your energy level that's all that matters but because we live in such a lustful sexual overly stimulated place what happens is we can't differentiate what is deserving cuz we believe what looks good must be good for us ooh she got a fat ass she got a big butt Oh, or, 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 oh, she got flat stomach. She got big breasts, nice teeth, long hair, long nails. Oh, I know she's, I know she good. I'm about to take that down. Oh, he got ads. Oh, I can see his print through them gray. Oh, he got the gray sweats on. Oh, are those hoochie daddy shorts? Look at them thighs. Oh, look at that beard. I can see my juices flowing on that beard. Hair growth, baby. We think like this. But what we don't acknowledge is how are they spiritually? People be getting concerned about STDs. Oh, I don't want to catch herpes. I don't want to catch chlamydia, gonorrhea. But nobody is talking about, oh, shit, I could, I could catch an STD, a spiritually transmitted demon. I remember when I caught my first STD and I was like, oh, oh, so that is real. That is real. And we didn't use a condom. I'll, I'll be honest, authentic all the way. Your girl had, of course, she got tested and checked out after, but she was raw dogging it. We was doing the pull and pray. I'm going to talk my stuff, damn it. And... I realized that I caught a sexually transmitted demon because, or a spiritually transmitted demon because my energy was gone. I was wrapped up in this guy so heavy. I was so stuck in this guy. 
I was so confused in this. I allowed this man to really abuse me, y'all. Mentally, spiritually, emotionally, even physically. And I never in a million years saw myself in a situation like that. Never. So when I got there, I was like, what? Demonic? Is What is this? I knew it was really bad when homie tried to, like, he definitely suffocated me but he didn't suffocate me obviously to death because i'm here but homie put the pillows over my face and really wanted to kill me and i was like oh i was like god if you get me out of this i'm never turning back of course i went back because you know how that works when you are lost in the sauce you can't see that you lost in the sauce my last straw was when I realized that I was numb and spirit had to numb me and literally guide me out by floating me out. And that's when I realized, all right, I'm done. See, one thing about me or one thing about me in the past was it took me a long time to be done. Now, oh, done quick, fast, in a hurry. You don't get too many chances with this one. Not now. Because I know what happens when you give a person too many chances and they're not showing improvement. We don't do those. I will give you a warning, maybe two. But trust and believe, it will not be a third. Oh, no, we're not going to do that. So what I had to practice was sexual integrity. I had to call my energy back from all of those people. Because what you don't understand is each person you have sex with, you're giving them a piece of you. And that's how you have soul ties and, and all of these uh, contracts signed with these people. You got to call your energy back. And the way that you call your energy back is you say it. You call the person's name out and you say, I call my energy back from you. You are no longer tied or attached to me. And I am no longer tied or attached to you. I send you off in love. And that's that. And then you, you, you envision your light coming back into your body. See, don't let the media, the world get you confused and make you feel like, oh, no, you just having sex. It's nothing. You can shower and you'll be fine. No, it's it's deeper than that. And a lot of us carry around shame and guilt because we've we've emptied out our sexual energy to so many people that some of y'all can't even get pregnant some of y'all wonder why you have fibroids and cysts in your womb some of y'all are dealing with impotency it's not always your diet baby it's because you got a lot of dead demons swarming in your holy place detoxify oh yeah it'll be light again it'll be light again but first, detoxify, cleanse yourself out, heal yourself, and watch how bright you will be. It's just going to happen. So I want you to think about this. Next time you have sex, just think, what am I doing this for? What could I do that's more productive than humping for maybe three minutes? Probably not going to come. Probably, probably not. What can I do that would really propel me forward? And I bet you that creative energy going to start moving. And even if you want to have sex, baby, do you live your life? 
but just practice some sexual integrity. Do not let this world confuse you into believing that because you can, you should. Because the real power is I can, but I'm choosing not to. Until next time, family. Hey, kings and queens. Did you enjoy that episode? I hope that you did. Listen, authenticity is key, baby. Everybody has their lies, their trauma, their guilt, and their shame. So never judge anybody. Always come from a place of understanding and understanding. If you want to connect with your girl, you can do so on YouTube and on Instagram. Look for Sips with Shay and you will see this space, this face, and this aura. Until next time, be well.